You're listening to the Dean's Dissertation, the Cleveland Sports Review and beyond, with your host, Greg Brinda. And a pleasant good day, everybody, and welcome to another dissertation, the Dean's Dissertation. Greg Brinda with you. February, middle of February, signs of a couple of things. One, Valentine's Day. Uh, when the calendar is right, the start of uh, the religious holiday of Lent. And for us baseball fans, also the sign of the start of a new year. It's always great to have a new year in baseball. I go back to when I was a kid and I couldn't wait for spring training. Back in those days, I couldn't wait for spring training because the previous year was probably a year that you'd like to forget. Grew up loving the Indians, but never really seeing a winning team. You know, we are celebrating the 70th anniversary. Uh, that's right, folks, 7-0. The 70th anniversary of the Indians winning their last World Series. Now, they've been to four since that great year of 1948. They were in the World Series in 54, but unfortunately lost in four straight to the New York Giants. They were in the World Series in 95, losing to the Atlanta Braves. They were in the World Series in 97, losing to the Florida Marlins. And of course, just um, a short while ago, 2016, the Indians lost in seven games to the Chicago Cubs. We all thought last year that the Indians would be right back in the World Series, won 102 regular season games, had a great regular season, the, the, the vaunted winning streak. The way the team just responded to adversity, there wasn't a whole lot of adversity, but when there was, the Indians just shrugged it off. And we thought that the Indians were building up ahead of steam late in the year. Now, there were some people that thought that the Indians might have peaked just a wee bit early. I don't know. I'm not sure if I totally believe uh, in, in peaking or not. But we all know and we all felt the disappointment of losing to the New York Yankees in five games. Folks, that sting has remained in the offseason. And as I have said on a number of occasions, it will remain until October when hopefully the Indians are back in the postseason. You know, a lot of my fans, a lot of my peers want to know, Greg, why are you so pessimistic? Or should I put it, why are you not optimistic? Well, I am optimistic that the Indians have put together or continue to have a really, really good team that is quite capable and certainly should win the American League Central. And everybody points out, well, Greg, you know, uh, it's a lot better than going into the season with a lousy team and not knowing ultimately where you're going to uh, end up. We have been there many, many times. We have been to that dark place so many times. But, folks, it really has nothing to do with anything. I understand that there have been bleaker times being an Indians fan. I get it. However, just because... The Indians have a better team now. We should just enjoy whatever the end brings us, I think is ridiculous. I want a team capable of winning the World Series. Is there anything wrong with wanting your baseball team after 70 years? 
70 of not winning a world's championship to win a world's championship? Why settle? Truly, why settle for anything less? And that's just the way I approach things, folks. Again, some of you may be happy with a really good baseball team that, barring catastrophe, will get the job done. But I'm not just going to sit here and settle for winning the American League Central. And, well, you know, folks, in the postseason, you never know what's going to happen. That's baseball. I don't want to hear the term, that's baseball. I know that's baseball. I've grown up with that knowledge. I've grown up having to endure that so many times. So I find a little, if I sound a little sour, it's because... Why should you accept and why should I accept anything less than going on and winning the whole thing or at least playing for a chance? A lot of us thought that the Indians would win the World Series last year or at least play in the World Series. And that didn't happen. So we should be happy about it. We should just forget about it. We should just kind of wipe the slate clean. I know for some of you, you do. And that's okay. But I choose not to do that. So the Indians, pitchers and catchers have reported. The full team is reporting shortly. And in about a week or so, we'll be having our first exhibition game of the 2018 campaign. That will be a good thing. Because again, there's nothing like the start of baseball. You know why? Because it means that spring is right around the corner. And after that, summer is right around the corner. And who doesn't like spring or summer? The Indians have some issues to deal with. They didn't greatly, and matter of fact, let's put it succinctly, they didn't really improve themselves in the offseason. That's the other thing that's a sticking point with me. They replaced Carlos Santana, and I get that. I mean, Santana got a tremendous contract from the Philadelphia Phillies, I should say. The Indians have Yonder Alonso, who last year hit 28 home runs. But he had never hit more than nine in a season prior to last year. He changed the way he swung the bat, had a higher launch angle, put the ball more in the air, and that gave him some power. But other than that, folks, the Indians are basically the same team. One major question is, will Jason Kipnis remain with the team? If he does, he's going to play somewhere. He's going to either play second base or he may play left field if Michael Brantley is unable to start the season, and we don't know that yet. The Indians' outfield is okay. You have an elite defensive center fielder in Bradley Zimmer. Michael Brantley can hit but lost his power last year. And then you have a mishmash of other players. The Indians' entire outfield last year hit 50 home runs. The entire outfield. Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees hit 50 by himself. And that's a team that the Indians, once again, will have to contend with if, in fact, they get to the postseason. Now, some of you may say, well, Greg, you know, the Yankees have a brand new manager in Aaron Boone. They may not get to the postseason. You're right. There are no guarantees. But I think everyone is thinking that they will be in the postseason. I like the fact that spring is here. 
spring training has started. We are in the middle of a football offseason that once again is just dragging on. We are still a month away from free agency in the NFL. A month from free agency in the NFL. We're still over two months away, literally two and a half months away from the NFL draft. And you know what the number one topic is? You guessed it. Who will be the next Browns quarterback? Whether the Browns get one via free agency or trade or, you know, draft, you know, number one or number four. That's a commentary. That's a discussion. That's subject matter that keeps droning on and on and on. And that's why I am so thankful that baseball has started. One sad note to be in the the new year is the passing of Tito Francona, Terry Francona's dad. You know, when I was a little kid, I started really getting into baseball right about 1960. You know, when I was four or five years old, I really started to pay attention to baseball. My dad took me into the backyard. We had a wiffle ball and bat. And I love, I just love, I could play baseball every day. We had a little fence that partitioned our driveway and I was always trying to hit the ball over the fence. We had a rooftop porch uh, in the backyard and I was trying to always put one in the upper deck, as I called it. And I started following the Indians. And one of the very first players that I remembered was Tito Francona. Francona was with the tribe from 1959 through 1964. In 1959, he batted 363, had one of the greatest Indians offensive years we've ever seen. A fun guy, but a guy that I remember. I I remember three guys, my first three Indian players of memory. One was Tito Francona. The other was shortstop Woody Held, who at that time was a power hitting shortstop. And the other one was pitcher Dick Donovan. All I don't know why I remember those guys, but they all kind of stick in my mind as to when I was growing up, these were my players. Those were my early memories. And I'm saddened to hear that Tito passed away at the age of 84. Again, the dad of Terry Francona, who said one of the greatest weeks of his life growing up as a kid was able to take a road trip with his dad while he was a member of the Indians. And Tito always thought and shared that the Indians were his baseball team. He played with other teams after he left the Indians, but his fondest memories were playing with the Cleveland Indians. And we wish our sincerest condolences to Terry Francona and his family. Finally, the other big sporting event going on right now as baseball is starting, basketball in a bit of a hiatus because of the All-Star break, and we'll pick up the Cavaliers when we come back with our next podcast. The Winter Olympics. A lot of people go, oh, are you interested in the Winter Olympics? Are you paying attention to the Winter Olympics? Are you watching the Winter Olympics? You know, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know all the names. I only know... A few names. But there is something about watching, I call it daredevil winter sports. It's something that I would never even think of doing. I can't ice skate. I don't ski. 
And there's a million other things that I probably wouldn't care to do that involves the Winter Olympics, maybe curling, which I think is fascinating. But for the rest of that, it's all daredevil. But it's fun to watch. And you know what? It's different. And every four years in the wintertime, we get to take a break from, well, Brown's looking for a new quarterback, the NBA, the NHL, college basketball. And we get to look at something different. I enjoy it. I'm fascinated by it. I'll watch every night. As I said, I don't know all the names. I certainly don't know many of the names that are there from the other countries. But it's, it's, it's a great escape. It's sports. It's competition. It's competition at the highest level. I know the goal for all of those athletes is to win a medal, a gold medal, or a silver medal, or a bronze medal. I think of this, if you're good enough to make the Olympics, if you are one of the best in the world just to make the Olympics, you know what? You've accomplished a great deal. And those young men and women, some are even older, have accomplished a great deal in their life. And like I said, once every uh, a two-week period, one time out of every four years, it's kind of cool, but don't test me on it. I don't know all the rules. I know there's like six different or eight different skiing races. I know there's speed skating. There's the luge and the bobsled and all that other great stuff. I know hockey. And who would have ever, well, who could never forget 1980 when the USA team beat the Soviet Union? Maybe one of the greatest triumphs ever in USA Olympic history. So for those of you out there who, oh, I don't know, Greg, why should I do this? Why should I? Why don't you just watch it for a while? It's on a number of the NBC networks. Take a look at it. See what's going on. And maybe you'll be just like me and go, you know what? It's kind of cool. It's kind of different. Why not? Take a look at it once for a two-week period every four years. So that's another edition of the Dean's Dissertation. Greg Brinder here talking with you, and we'll talk to you again shortly. Come back next week for more with the Dean.